Welcome to episode 10 of the BCF ORG Tech Talk. I'm Brian Fisher. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you choose the right industrial automation solution for your application. Each episode is approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. It's targeted to engineers and project managers. In previous episodes, we've covered introduction to electric actuators versus pneumatic cylinders, industry direction, cost of ownership, unexpected downtime, the many advantages of electrical actuators, linear motors made simple, frequent maintenance, pneumatics and the environment, and heard from actual users with their experiences of using pneumatic cylinders and electric tubular actuators. This episode summarizes what we've learned about pneumatic cylinders and electric actuators. In episode one, we discussed why electric linear drives are replacing conventional pneumatic cylinders in more and more applications. The reasons include poor efficiency, high costs for commissioning, reconfiguration, service, maintenance, and the limited control capabilities of pneumatic systems. A recent total cost comparison demonstrates that electric linear drives at current prices for components and electricity pay for themselves within a year or less for even simple end-to-end movements. Pneumatic cylinders are characterized by lower acquisition costs. They are also simple to operate and do not require holding current when installed in a vertical orientation. Compressed air is also used in many shop floor and industrial environments. Compressor systems need to be provided in any case. So, it's no wonder that pneumatics is used in a wide range of applications and can be found in many factories. But the air must be good, clean air to remove moisture and particles, not shop air. There is also the issue of ongoing maintenance and potential air leaks. Compressed air is an expensive energy source because compressors only convert a small portion of the input energy into useful power. The great majority is dissipated as heat loss. In episode two, we discussed industry direction. The industry is beginning to shift away from traditional pneumatics and hydraulics towards electromechanical products for many reasons. A couple major reasons are maintenance and reduced number of components. The tubular electric actuator consists of just four parts. The slider, stator, controller drive, and cables. The pneumatic cylinder consists of over seven parts. The cylinder, fittings, valves, tubes, compressor, regulator, filter, and so forth. Then there's control and industry 4.0. In episode three, we discussed cost of ownership. Whether in our personal lives or our professional lives, we generally look at the initial cost of things and rarely peel back the onion and look into the actual total cost of ownership. Quite often, looking deeper into the total cost of ownership, we find the higher upfront cost solution is actually the less expensive solution. Remember to factor in utility cost, maintenance cost, and product yield when considering the service life of a technology choice. There are definitely applications where a pneumatic cylinder is the best choice, but more and more electric actuators are being installed. If the total cost of ownership is truly considered, the analysis will show that in most cases, choosing electric actuators over pneumatic cylinders will almost always provide a lower total cost of ownership. In episode four, 
we discussed unexpected downtime. Unexpected machine downtime is a production manager's nightmare, particularly in facilities that operate 24-7. Unexpected downtime is not a matter of if, but when. Industrial plant downtime happens for a variety of reasons and always at the worst time. Unexpected downtime wreaks havoc on production. Few things cause bigger headaches than the dreaded alert that a production unit or line has suddenly and unexpectedly shut down due to equipment failure. Unexpected downtime is almost inevitably associated with extremely high cost, where you will almost always spend whatever it takes to get the machine or process up and running again. Unexpected downtime is any unexpected stop that occurs during production. The stop occurs without notice and can last any length of time and can create massive backups along the production line. Across the board, unexpected downtime is costly. Being properly prepared can significantly reduce this cost. In Episode 5, we discussed the many advantages of electric actuators. In selecting linear actuators for your motion control applications, you can choose from various technologies, such as electrical, hydraulic, or pneumatic technologies. In nearly all cases, an electrical actuator will prove to be the better choice due to a unique combination of characteristics, such as simpler design, easy to integrate with other systems and equipment, more precise than hydraulics and pneumatics, safer, lower operating costs, easier assembly, smaller footprint, quieter, cleaner, and increased flexibility and synchronization options. In Episode 6, we discussed linear motors made simple. A typical linear motor is effectively an AC induction motor that has been cut open and unwrapped. The stator is laid out in the form of a track of flat coils made from aluminum or copper and is known as the primary of the linear motor. The rotor takes the form of a moving platform known as a secondary. When the current is switched on, the secondary glides past the primary, supported and propelled by a magnetic field. Tubular linear motors are gaining traction in industrial applications. This is especially true in the packaging and medical industries, where tubular linear motors have proven an ideal replacement for pneumatics with a similar form factor, but much better efficiency and reliability. Like their flat counterparts, tubular linear motors have two main parts, permanent magnets and a stator that houses the windings. But in the tubular linear motor design, the magnets are not laid out on a flat track. Instead, disc-shaped magnets are embedded in a tube or slider, often referred to as a thrust rod, and a stator, also referred to as a forcer, which surrounds the thrust rod. Another benefit of tubular designs over flat linear motors is their compact footprint, and tubular linear motors can operate with either the stator, forcer, moving, and slider, thrust tube stationary, or vice versa. The ability to have the slider, thrust tube, moving is one of the attributes that makes tubular linear motors a good replacement for pneumatic cylinders, which often operate with an extending and retracting rod for pushing or pressing operations. The simple, clean, tubular design makes it easy to install the motor, reducing the footprint and achieving unrivaled force density. Contrary to conventional drive solutions, 
Tubular linear motor solutions do not require any mechanical transmission elements, which simplifies the design while reducing wear to almost zero and thus minimizing maintenance. This is called a direct drive linear motor. In episode 7, we discussed frequent maintenance. When it comes to maintenance and replacement, pneumatic cylinders rely on a tight rod and piston seals to prevent air leaks. As the actuator strokes back and forth thousands or even millions of times, seals eventually wear. If that results in a leak, it can degrade cylinder efficiency, force output, speed, and responsiveness, and can even interrupt manufacturing processes. What's worse, predicting seal failures or anticipating their effect on performance can be almost impossible. Maintenance personnel and operators in plants can spend endless hours adjusting the flow or regulation of air into individual devices to get proper operation. Once this process begins, many plants and manufacturing facilities put pneumatic cylinders on a replacement or repair schedule to get more consistent operation. This takes time, labor, and effort for maintenance, scheduling, and repairs, all costing money. Electric actuators need little or virtually no maintenance. This lets designers make more predictable estimations of service life. In Episode 8, we discussed pneumatics and the environment. If you're concerned about the environment, like many, you might want to factor this into your choice of technologies. Pneumatic cylinders have been around for a long time and will continue to be used in various applications, and there are applications better suited for a pneumatic cylinder. However, more and more applications are being solved with electric actuators, especially electric tubular actuators. Environmental concerns are just another reason to seriously consider electric tubular actuators. In Episode 9, we spoke with two users of pneumatic cylinders and electric tubular actuators and asked, What is your experience in using pneumatic cylinders and electric tubular actuators? Then, what research do you recommend engineers use before selecting a certain technology for their application? They also mentioned other lessons learned from their experience. You will find electric tubular actuators being used in several industries because of what we have mentioned in this series. Industries that are switching to electric tubular actuators over pneumatics include packaging and material handling, medical and pharmaceutical, semiconductor manufacturing, and food processing. Of particular note is the use of combination linear rotary electric actuators for capping and assembly in most industries. Having an actuator with linear and rotary movement in one simple package is a win-win for machine builders, end users, and customers. As you've heard, most engineers will find that clean, safe, quiet, flexible, and economical electrical linear actuators are a better choice for most applications. We highly recommend going back and listening to the episodes that interest you. There's a lot of solid content in each one. This has definitely been an interesting journey. My thanks to Linmon for sponsoring this pneumatic cylinder versus electric actuator series. Linmon, the linear motion technology leader. Visit Linmont at linmont.com. That's L-I-N-M-O-T dot com. This podcast is on several directories. In search, type B-C-F-O-R-G-T-E-C-H. Be sure to leave a space between B-C-F-O-R-G and T-E-C-H. 
click on the subscribe or follow to automatically be notified of future episodes. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, ideas, or potentially be a guest, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol's on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.